Hi guys, Life Central Youth, it is good to be with you. Um, I am Andy uh, and I am so, so excited today to be welcoming via Zoom uh, Dan Blythe from Hillsong UK. You might remember Dan, he came and spoke at our Youth Weekender uh, a few years ago. He is in isolation with his family, um, I'm in my living room, um, but we're going to just chat for a little bit, catch up, answer some questions and hopefully give you guys some wisdom and advice so welcome dan thank you mate thank you so much for having me um just chat to you mate this is um this is welcome this is uh fresh fresh uh fresh air for me just to be able to chat to you mate good good dan why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself about your family and what it is that you do normally yeah yeah sure mate um before i do is this all right because i know you said you sent me the mood board of what i got to wear and you just said like sportswear especially adidas is this all right mate Adidas or Adidas, however you pronounce it, mate, that's, that's my go-to. Like, all I wear is Adidas. All the young people will be nodding, knowing that Adidas is, is my go-to. So the fact that you're wearing Adidas is on point, mate. I'm the same. Anyone who mixes up Nike and Adidas, I'm, uh, I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, it's what, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm one of the pastors in uh, Hillsong, UK. Uh, it's a real privilege just to get to, to lead and, and speak on, on different Sundays. Um, one of the, my main job is um, media, visual arts, uh, a lot of aesthetics, how we communicate to our church, uh, and just really try and share to our church what's happening. So even through this whole, whole COVID-19, uh, you know, it's very easy for everyone to think all we're about is putting on an online service. But actually, midweek is spent um, helping the homeless, helping the vulnerable, helping refugees. And so one of my jobs is to really let the church know, actually, like, this is how we're helping individuals. And so people can get involved with, um, with helping others. Amazing, amazing. And family, tell us a little bit about your family. If anyone follows you on Instagram, they'll know you've got one of the cutest kids in the world. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, Charlie like dresses him up like he's a little doll, uh, but we'll be married for 10 years in May this year. Um, it's been an incredible 10 years. And uh, the longer that we're together, the more I'm just thankful for her. And yeah, Knox is two years old and uh, he, he wants everything. And my discipline is um, diminishing the longer I'm in isolation. So I need and some some keys to, to learn how to discipline my son well because it's not going well mate nice nice he's honestly Knox is definitely better better dressed than I am um, but he's always he always seems to be head to toe in Adidas yeah he is mate absolutely yes I mean one of his uncle gave him a Nike tracksuit which he wore for a day and then it was straight back to, to Adidas <laughs> Brilliant. Dan, you're, you're somebody who, um, who strikes me as somebody who is fashionable. So as our like, opening fun question, what's one fashion craze that you got involved in that now you look back, you regret that so much? That's a good question, mate. Uh, I mean, the funny thing is, is, a lot of things that I got into are actually coming back in fashion now when you see the shell suits coming back in, uh, the high trousers. But I tell you, the one that hasn't come back in yet, which I think will come in yet, but it's not in yet, is the mullet. Did you ever have the mullet haircut? I've, mate, I've shaved my head since I was 14. So I've never had the mullet. All right, but you've seen the mullet, right? Yeah. Bad look. It's a bad look. So yeah, I had the mullet for a good couple of years in my teenage years and I see photos and I just, it's just a bad season, mate. Mm. mate for me do you remember do you remember the combat trousers that came that came out like really super baggy combat trousers with the like um with the ribbons on them do you remember yeah. those 
that like dancers yeah. used to wear all the time. I bought myself a pair of those and I, I bought them, came home, put them on. My dad looked at me and went, what are you wearing? Take them back. And my mates came around and said exactly the same thing. So the next day I took them straight back. But I've still never lived it down. They still always remind me of the time I bought trousers with ribbons on. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was horrendous. And yeah, since then, yeah. I've just stuck, I've stuck to tracksuits and skinny jeans, played it safe. Yeah. Um, Dan, let's, let's get into kind of talking about what the kind of situation that we're in with COVID-19, with being on lockdown. Like for you at the moment, what does, what does lockdown during the virus look like for you? How are you coping? How are you getting on at the moment? Yeah, um, I mean, my role was sort of like, um, you know, it's kind of like escalated um, because we got a lot to do in terms of media, communicating to our church. So it's probably been the most nuts, crazy season I've ever, I've ever had uh, as part of church. Um, so isolation just means that I've got to keep doing that same amount of work, but just at home. Uh, but it's, it's good because I've got to spend some time with my wife, some time with my kid. So yeah, for me, lockdown has been... Um, warmly welcomed like I, i'm really enjoying spending the face time with them uh ask me in 10 weeks how we're doing i don't know it might be different but for the moment we're only 10 days in for us and um and we're actually enjoying this season so give us give us some of your like top tips for surviving lockdown what are you doing to be to be thriving and enjoying lockdown at the moment yeah i think um rhythm uh so you need a good rhythm and routine and and set yourself some goals uh, and so, you know, whether that's just getting up in the morning at a certain time and then whether it's your exercise, your workout, whether it's your God time, you know, just have rhythm. Like we are um, creatures of rhythm. You know, we, we brush our teeth in the morning and evening. You know, we have rhythm. So all it means is just thinking about your new rhythm and creating that and then setting goals. So my goals for me uh, at the moment, me and my wife are reading through the book of James. Uh, I've got two books um, that I'm trying to get through. Um, I can't box anymore, so I've just taken up running. So I went on a nine-mile run this morning, but I want to try and build up to a marathon. So that's just my goal. Like during COVID-19, I want to be able to run a marathon. So have a rhythm and then set yourself some goals. And uh, even if you don't achieve your goals, it's not really about achieving them. It's just about having something to work towards so you can see that this season will be a season of progress rather than a season of decline. Yeah, it's great. Mate, I was so proud of myself for going on a little 4K run last night. And then you just blow me out the water with a nine-mile run. <laughs> oh, mate, it wasn't, you should have seen me, mate. It wasn't a pretty sight. It was, a, it, was a, it was a slow, bright red face sort of run. You know, one of those yeah. ones. But I suppose it's, it's goals that are, like, suitable for where you're at, you know what I mean? Like, like um, you know, for, for me, I was thinking, well, my goal during this time, whilst we're allowed to exercise, is to get up to being able to run 10K again. Because um, I kind of let go of running a little bit in the last few months, but got a great opportunity to get back into it. So I want to get back up to running to 10K, but it might be someone listening to this is going, well, I've never gone for a run. So maybe even being able to run to the end of your street and back is a target. And then and then going from there, I know for me um, to get running, I did couch to 5K, which was really helpful, just like, someone talking you through and going like walk for a bit then run for a bit then walk for a bit and it's just really helpful I think setting those setting those goals is is really important so have you found any like what what bits of like your routine that you miss the most um I definitely miss uh the face-to-face -face conversations 
whether it's with the friends or my colleagues or you know there's um so much gets lost in translation um especially when you're texting and whatsapping i don't know if you find this because when you text whatsapp you're just sending the text which um a guy called albert said that's five percent of communication he said 45 percent of it is body language and 50 percent of it is tone of voice so if you're just texting you've got no body language no tone of voice and stuff just gets misinterpreted misinterpreted so i've just really had to keep picking up the phone so that as much as possible that this you know this conversation is is really personal so for me yeah it's just um i'm missing face-to-face -face interaction because just through technology so much gets lost what about yeah, you um i'm i think i'm missing like being able to being able to just choose randomly what i want to eat so like normally when i'm at work at lunch i go what do i fancy and i'd go and i'd wander around our town center and try and pick something healthy or get a salad box or go to Greg's if I was, you know, feel, feeling naughty or whatever. And, and, and now I'm like, what have we got in? Yeah. And there's like a very limited choice. Um, yeah. And I suppose I'm missing the variety of just being able to go, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll go and get a, a pasty for lunch or I'll, yeah. you know, I'll go and get a jack potato or I'll go and get a salad box. And actually it's not like, all oh, right, what have we got in? Great, chili heat wave, chili heat wave Doritos it is again, um, yeah. and stuff like that. That's yeah, it. I think you could uh, set a goal. Um, can't you? That's another area, you know, where you could set a goal or uh, just think about, you know, cooking. Like we've all got an opportunity to learn how to cook. You know, let's uh, let's not waste that for sure. Yeah, I've I've got three meals that I can do. So I can do um, spaghetti bolognese. Nice. I can do chili con carne which is essentially the same as spaghetti bolognese just with kidney beans and rice um, and then i can do fajitas yes um, that's my goal. fajitas i'm all about that one yeah that's they're my three go-to meals um dan what i like i think for me like thinking about young people i think you know on the on the whole like covid19 isn't a huge risk to young people in terms of catching the virus, unless they've got underlying health conditions, you know, most teenagers, if they do get the virus, will recover fairly quickly from it and it, it, it won't massively affect them. I think for me, the thing that I'm most concerned about for our young people is their mental health, being locked in the house, being not able to interact with others, being not able to, to go outside and all that kind of stuff. Like my, my biggest fear is the impact, the long-term impact on people's mental health. So it'd just be great to have a conversation really about what what can we be doing to safeguard our mental health? What can we be doing to look after ourselves physically, but also mentally as well? Yeah, man, totally. I think that's so cool that you're having this conversation. It's so important. I just um, did a huddle with my team this morning and uh, we all wrote down how would we rate our mental health out of 10 today? Um, and then uh, what we're going to do is every week, we're just going to not tell each other that number, but just try and cause us to be aware of that number um, just to see, you know, how we feel our mental health is because ideally this time in isolation, we can really press into God, find out who we are in God. So you'd hope that our mental health, uh, you know, is in a much healthier place, but if we actually don't pay attention to where our mental health is, it's easy for it to um, just go downhill really. So I would, um, I'd ask how, how much time are you actually spending on social media? 
because uh, social media will fuel negativity in your mental health. Uh, if you think you're just spending the whole time just comparing yourself with everybody else. And so I check your screen time, check your social media time. And if you're seeing that that's highly escalated uh, while being in, in isolation, that could be a good indicator that actually that's going to cause your mental health to be in a, in a much negative place. So just be aware of this, of the things that are on your phone um, that will actually affect your mental health in a negative way and, uh, and try and just like discipline yourself just to have some spaces uh, away from your phone, whether it's, whether it's actually having a phone call with a friend or a, a youth leader or whether it's getting into your Bible or putting on some worship. But actually, if you're building rhythm and routine into your day, how much of that of your day has actually gone on social media, which is going to ruin your mental health and how much of it has actually gone into um, helping yourself get in a much healthier place mentally. Yeah, that's so good. I found on Saturday because I, Saturday was my day off, so I wasn't working. And I was like, right, I can just do what I want. And, and all of my rhythm went out the window. And I found myself sat on the sofa, just refreshing Twitter and then refreshing Instagram. And, like, and I was just like, I felt like frustrated. I didn't feel like my mental health was in a good place. And I was like, I, I eventually threw my phone across the room, not in anger, but just get away from me. And I threw it at the sofa so it didn't damage it. Um, and I was like, right, Laura, come on let's go out for our daily exercise and I left my phone and we went out for a couple of hours. We walked the dog, took in some fresh air and just the difference it made to me and lifted me. And I was like, man, I, I, do you know, I'm in my mid thirties and, and I, I'm becoming more aware of my own mental health, which is something that I've never really contemplated and, and struggled with. Thankfully that I've never had mental health issues, but I'm, I'm going, I've personally got to guard this because otherwise my mental health isn't going to be healthy. And Saturday was a real example for me of, man, I'm just trying to consume other people's content and just looking at screen and it's not healthy for me um, and it's affecting me. And um, I think that's really, really solid, solid advice. Dan, how do we, how do we avoid um, like bad habits in this season? I think for me, one of the, I joked the last time we, uh, we hung out with our young people, I said, um, I joked with them and was like, right, see you all in three months when we're all three stone heavier and I've got 10 times more chins. Like, uh, I think, how do we avoid bad habits in this season? I'm thinking particularly around overeating, but I think as well, I think I wouldn't be surprised if like addictions to pornography goes up in this season because, because of boredom, because I've got nothing else to do. Well, I'll just I'll go and have a bit of, bit of a dabble in, in pornography and stuff like. How do we safeguard ourselves and, and, and avoid bad habits in this season? Yeah, um, yeah. I, just quickly, I think what you were just saying actually about being open about your mental health um, is really important because I'd say me and my wife as well. Just this week, we were like having thoughts that we would never normally have, and so like no matter who you are, no matter whether you're a leader, whether you're youth, whether you're really mature in your relationship with God, or, or whether you feel like it's really early stages for you, let's all be open to the fact that any of us could have some mental health stuff come up and any of us could actually end up uh, feeding an addiction rather than starving an addiction and ending up in a place that we don't want to be. A clinical psychologist called Dr. Robbie Zonderegan, he um, put out a study and he says that most of the time, uh, well, nearly all the studies that he did when someone had an addiction and they ended up feeding their addiction was when they're going through a season of blast. Blast stands for bored, lonely, 
angry, stressed, or tired, which is wow. interesting because you were saying, you know, like, um, you know, when people are bored, when people are lonely, um, that's often could be a time when they feed like a pornography addiction. Well, that's, that's proven. It's when we're bored, lonely, angry, stressed, or tired. And so, you know, how do we, how would you at home, first of all, try not be bored and try not to be lonely? So look at your daily rhythm, look at what you're doing to fill your time. Actually, whether it's um, having different moments within the day where you're, where you're actually planning to do things, uh, that's good to feel boredom. But also when you're lonely, just get on the phone. And I know, um, you know, you might not want to call someone or might feel awkward, but we need to push past this awkward barrier and we need to call our youth leaders. We need to call our family. We need to call our friends uh, because we shouldn't be lonely. Um, you know, we've got no excuse to be lonely because we've got so much technology. So I'd say do everything you can and then also set up parameters. So at the end of the day, if there's an addiction or temptation that you know you have and you don't want to actually follow through with that temptation or addiction, you need to set up parameters. So for me, I don't want to be binging on Ben and Jerry's over this season. I love Ben and Jerry's and it is my weakness. Uh, Greg's, Greg's bakery is also my weakness. But the thing is, I'm not, I can't um, feed my Greg's bakery addiction right now because Greg's bakery is not in my house. So I've starved my Greg's bakery addiction because I can't go near Greg's bakery. So what you also need to do is try and set up some places where whatever it is that's your addiction you, you can't see that thing um, and try not to be around that thing. So that means you've got a porn addiction and you know every night when you go to bed, you just you, you go straight on your phone and you look at some certain sites. The key would be to, to put your phone on charge in another room and then you go to bed without your phone being next to you. So it's just a few practical steps um, so you don't end up um, feeding that addiction because at the end of the day, all addiction does, it takes from your life, it ruins your life. Uh, it stops you from stepping into everything that God has for you. And I know some of those things might feel good in the moment, but often what feels good in the moment has a negative impact on our life long term. That's so good, Dan. That's really good. I love the blast thing, that self-awareness of it was bored, lonely, angry, stressed and tired. Yeah, that's, that's so, so good. So good. Dan, just finally, a couple of things. How can we invest in our relationship with Jesus? I was chatting to some of our young people last night in our crew hangout, um, and some of them were saying, like, yeah, I know I've got loads of time to invest in my relationship with Jesus, and I know I should be, but I, I, I can't figure out how or when I do. I feel like it's not, it's not going anywhere. I don't have the motivation. Like, how can we invest in our relationship with Jesus in this season? Yeah, so good, man. Um, when I take my son to the pond, um, I tell him at the moment that there's birds there. Now, I know because I'm kind of like older than he is that there's a swan, that there's a pigeon, uh, that there's like, I don't know, a dove, I don't know, some other bird, you know. I know there's different birds. At the moment, I'm just teaching him bird. But there will be a day in a few more months where I will teach him about the pigeon, about the swan and about the dove. What I'm trying to say is it's very easy for us to jump into the Bible and um, just think that we're going to be on the same level as all of our peers and all of our friends. And the moment we don't understand um, what they understand, 
we get a little bit embarrassed and then what happens is instead of trying to like read stuff and have our relationship with God on our level where we're at right now we just pull away because we feel like we you know we're not up to that standard of knowledge but with Jesus it's meant to be a relationship just like when I started dating my wife um, we didn't know each other but it was a it was a relationship where we started to get to know each other where I started to get to know her character I get to start to find out about her history I started to find out about what it is that she enjoys and it's the same way with our relationship with Jesus you're starting a brand new relationship and what the Bible does what worship does what prayer does what having a, a crew a connect group does enables you to find out about his character enables you to find out about his history about all the way through the Bible the, the story our story and it gets you to find out about what he loves you know he loves to see you stepping into everything that he has for you he loves to see you um, understand what the Holy Spirit means and what the Holy Spirit does in your life like like the thing that God delights in is seeing you become like Christ. And so I think if I was given one recommendation, it, you know, it's not read this book, download this podcast, watch this YouTube thing. It's actually just get back to basics of remember, this is a relationship with Jesus and he loves you. And all he wants to do is build that relationship with you. And he already knows you, but we don't really know him. So what does that mean for you just to have one more take one more step to knowing something about Jesus. And if you just say every day, I just want to learn one more new thing about him, uh, you'll grow in your love for him. And as you grow in your love for him, what you'll find is that you're, you, you won't have to try and force yourself to read the Bible or force yourself to do this thing. It'll be a, it'll be a natural instinct because you know that your relationship with him is, is the most important thing for your life. So good. So good, Dan. Thanks so much um, for that wisdom, mate. There's so much there. Like I hope, Young people have been scribbling down notes. If you haven't, then rewind to the beginning and make some notes on that. It's just some absolute gold in there. Dan, just one final kind of uh, fun question to round up with. What's your top lockdown recommendation for us to watch either on Netflix, Prime Video or Disney Plus or whatever it is your video subscription is? Um, Amazon Prime, Vikings. Oh. In it. I haven't, no. Is it good? Ragnar Lothbrok is just a legend. So not only, I mean, it, it is a sort of like Vikings war sort of thing, so it might not be for everyone, but it is based on a true story, so it's educational as well as entertaining. That's my recommendation. So my recommendation... Yeah, go on. My, recommend, my recommendation would be get on 4OD and get on to Hunted. Hunted yeah. is amazing so it's basically they they set out like 10 people to be fugitives across the uk and they've got to run from the hunters and hide so it's like they're they're hiding from the police so the hunters have got i've got like a replication of police uh, permissions and stuff so they can access the cctv and ampr and it's like six weeks of them trying to run from them and then at the end they have to get to an extraction point and the final episode is always like a stand up in your living room tension kind of moment and um, it's brilliant it's a brilliant program and um, so i would highly highly recommend that nice bro i'm gonna check it out for sure yeah thank you. dan thank you so much for joining us we have loved having you with us maybe maybe when lockdown is over in 2025 we can have you come down and and, and speak to us and we'll get to we'll get to hang out in person but Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and thank you for your time, mate. 
Uh, I love you and Laura, mate. I love what you guys are building and how you're leading. And even prior to this conversation, just what you're chatting about regarding your youth. Like, I love that you are one of the most genuine youth leaders that I've met. You know, you genuinely just care about your young people. So thank you, mate. This has been inspirational for me. Appreciate it. Mate, thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Take care. Okay.